Hello everyone. Hello. And a big welcome back to Girlhood. I don't yes, even know what episode back. number this is. Nine? I think it's episode nine. Nine? Yeah. Yeah, we're and gonna go with nine. I'm I'm gonna say nine. Five hundred followers for nine ep- for nine episodes that isn't I know. Bad. That's good. <laughs> I think that's crazy. Thanks to everyone just, you know, <laughs> sticking around. Sticking yes. around. Um but yeah, welcome back to this really nice special episode. We finally got like our first guest on the podcast which yeah, is really it was fun so nice it was first um, little collab yeah first little collab we were joined by the absolutely gorgeous katie yes um she was just an absolute angel as always um if for those of you that don't know katie she's just like a sort of blogger influencer mm-hmm. all that fun stuff she's got a blog called um daily katie mm-hmm. um where she talks all things like mental health self-care very much um, our kind of interests yeah she's our that's sort one of, of the reasons we wanted to call up mainly i think because we kind of have very similar interests and opinions on certain things yeah so i think we thought it would be a really good idea to film with katie and it turned out really really well and we're excited for everyone to hear it for sure yeah yeah it's really sure. fun we literally just talk all things our favorite stuff mental health um mm-hmm. self-care um tattoos yes. being cool tattoo moms of course <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was just a lot of fun we just thought we would do like a little intro before we went into it um just yeah. sort of explaining what the episode is i hate filming intros on the spot like oh yeah we're so awkward so we just thought we'd do it <laughs> do yeah. it separately but yeah katie is literally just the nicest girl she just fitted into the podcast just like perfectly like yeah she just she was just so good at it like she yeah, was so lovely. good at it so um yeah definitely send the podcast some love and um yes. we really hope you enjoy it yep. hope you enjoy so we're obviously here with obviously you can't say but we're here with katie um today we're going to be doing a podcast just on like anxiety ask, answering questions and things like that um and obviously we've kind of got this idea because alna you've done a collab with katie before on the was it a blog post that you did yes we did a blog post um all about like all things sort of anxiety mental health after graduating being at uni all that sort of stuff um which was super fun and that's like the main reason that we actually like sort of like started interacting with each other um I've known you for ages but we've never actually like like it's so strange like I feel like we've literally like spoken so many times but like this is the first time like actually hearing your voice and everything it's like crazy isn't it (laughs) like I feel like especially because like me starting the blog well like writing for the blog and the podcast was like all lockdown projects like it's just been so crazy like we've not actually like met anybody like that we've worked with or anything like it's just been so crazy but um life now with um covid I know 100% like I feel like it's just a new way of like interacting with each other all that sort of stuff it's really weird um but yeah if you want to like you can talk a little bit about your blog um because that's really like the main way that I like found out about you and that we started interacting and stuff so yeah so hi everyone Um, (laughs) I've never filmed a podcast before so I'm kind of nervous and like I hate the sound of my own voice so I probably won't listen to this back I also have a <sighs> as well so if I sound weird that's why just a disclaimer <laughs> um, yeah I graduated uni uh two years ago and after that I decided just to help me get into work and stuff to create a blog because I, I knew I wanted to go into like media communications and um 
PR and all the places I looked at said you know if you have a blog or like an online portfolio that will really help you yeah. with your job so I just started a blog at uni I just wrote about whatever really there was not not really a rhyme or reason I did a lot of food stuff at first and then yeah um I did some mental health stuff and specifically at uni and then I came home and I've been working in PR for two years now yeah. so um the blog t- took a bit of a back foot and then back in lockdown I restarted it yeah yeah so I'm trying to obviously now I'm like in between things with life because I've just finished my job that I was at for two years so now I'm yeah. not um because my plan is to go traveling in amazing Australia. fingers crossed but yeah so now I've got some time I'm gonna get the blog up and running again and just amazing just try and do some writing but yeah it's called daily katie if anyone wants to <laughs> anyone wants to you know check it out <laughs> we'll leave it somewhere we'll leave it somewhere um because it is really good like literally so many of the questions when we put on that we were filming with you were like you know like our blogs helped so much like you know it's, yeah. it is really nice to know like there's things out there i think and that's like really similar to us like we just wanted to have like a platform where we could like it was kind of just like it was just like a yeah 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 like we were exactly the same like we didn't have like a sort of like plan of like structure what we wanted to talk about like we've literally talked about like a bit of everything haven't we like we've done done them about like everything but like I feel like we've really found our feet like talking about like mental health and like things that have affected us and I think that's like when you do things like that when you've like experienced it yourself I feel like they're the things that like do best (laughs) oh bless you (laughs) oh bless you no don't like literally I'm exactly the same like I just feel still so ropey after having COVID it's just been so weird um but yeah so I feel like really the best thing to do like is just probably get into the questions have a little look at the questions um we had so many sent in which was really nice um obviously all mental health related and all that fun stuff yeah um kind of like anxiety based kind of question yeah a nice common ground that we can all we can all relate to how nice you know how fun um I feel like a really good one to start with we got asked about like how to explain mental health and anxiety to family and friends who don't understand I feel like that's something that's so important to talk about like we've never really spoken about anything like that yeah I don't know it's a hard one because I think as much as it's come a long way with mental health and anxiety and any type of mental health, there's still like a quite a big stigma around it. And I think that will always be there in a way. Yeah. But I think, first of all, just like surrounding yourself with people who are good for you and who understand you because I've had times, especially at uni, meeting new people. And there are a lot of people I met who for no, no reason we didn't, get on but they just weren't my type of people if that makes yeah sense. and you sort of I think go straight away if someone's yeah. gonna get you and if they don't and I've just yeah. when in, when struggling with anxiety and my mental health I sort of just had to surround my surround myself and find the people that did understand yeah especially with you being away from home as well yeah. like we were really lucky like we're both really lucky that we're in Newcastle but we're also from Newcastle yeah like so it's quite interesting to have somebody who like moved away and especially like moving from you know Guernsey um like it's totally like it's just crazy um so I think yeah that's really important especially like 
it's something that we can't understand because we've not had to do it yeah um, we've been really lucky in the sense that like we can still have our home comforts like see people from home all that sort of thing like so easily yeah um so moving away from home it must have been really difficult yeah yeah it was a massive like shock really because I'd lived on this like tiny island for <laughs> years and then yeah knew that I really wanted to go to uni and yeah just went there and it was quite scary at first but it was like amazing because I was like oh I'm so independent and so I'm in England now and I'm by myself and I've never done this yeah it's really yeah. helped my mindset and everything in a lot of ways yeah absolutely I was yeah. gonna say like getting independency does so much for you like yeah as well if you were able to like move out and still seek like comfort in places it's such a good thing yeah yeah like because I think like with anxiety and things like that like finding comfort in people is such a good thing like I don't know about you like go to people when I'm going through stages sorry there were some people at uni straight away that I just I'd met them just for one day and it was like one of my flatmates uh Natalie and as soon as I met her I was like I just know that we're going to be like great friends and I met she's going to be good for you yeah I just knew, knew so many people met so many people that day but then <clears throat> only like a couple stuck out to me and ended up being my really good friends, which I yeah. really, I find really interesting how you just... You can just click with people you just know, don't you? Like, I think that's yeah. something that like doesn't get spoken about at uni. Like, I feel like there's this whole kind of culture of like you go to uni, you just, it's all about just meeting like as many people as you can. Like, it's all about just surrounding yourself with so many people where actually like people don't talk about like how you have to notice like who's good for you, who's not good for you, especially during uni because it is such a crazy like stressful time um so I think that's really interesting that like it isn't sort of spoken about that you do just like click with people that like are good for you and especially for like anxiety sufferers 100 percent yeah just going back to the question because I feel like I kind of went on a bit of a went away from the question (laughs) no we do that as well don't worry Uh, yeah in terms of like if you're struggling in terms of telling people or trying to get people to understand. I think sometimes you just have to accept that some people, if they haven't experienced it, they just, they're not gonna understand and you sort of have yeah. to talk to them and put it in a way where it's easy for the, you, them to understand and don't be, don't attack them and be like, well, you don't understand. You sort of have to be like, okay, you don't understand, but it doesn't make my, the way I feel any less valid. Any yeah. less valid, absolutely, a hundred percent. I was in this conversation with my friend actually, um, we're saying like sometimes you've just got to accept that people are never going to understand but as long as you kind of try your best to educate them and stuff like that yeah. like yeah I mean and sometimes yeah. it can be so like yeah like invalidating where people are like oh but come on uh but like I think they just don't they're not properly educated on things like that and sometimes yeah. it's just people are brought up but still like I think people should be willing to kind of understand other people's perspectives and things like that yeah yeah I think it is it's all sort of dated back to the sort of stigma around it like there's still a long way to come with um like mental health awareness the same with like so many other like areas of life do you know what I mean like it is all about just like trying to find a way that's like accessible to somebody who doesn't understand like mm-hmm. for me like when I had to talk to my parents about like how I was feeling like it was just so unheard of for them like he didn't have a clue like my dad just did not have a clue like mm-hmm. what it was really like to go through something like this mm-hmm um so like trying to find ways that are like accessible for them to understand like is so important but it is yeah it's all just about educating people like in a way that yeah that makes them 
understand like understand yeah, yeah. you know what I mean I think also like even just like I've heard so many people are like writing letters to their like parents and stuff like that because obviously sometimes yeah. it's so intimidating like having like a sit down chat so I've heard of so many people just like writing letters and I feel like doing that's a lot more raw as well you can kind of just get everything off your chest yeah so yeah it is it's all about finding like a platform that works for you because you know some people don't have that relationship with friends and family where they could just like sit down and be like this is how I'm feeling this mm-hmm. is this is what I need you to do like it's not that easy for a lot of people and I think like I forget that like I was really lucky with my dad that like he was willing to learn and he was willing to listen but some people don't have that relationship yeah and I think it's so important for people you know like you know people like us who like are willing to like use our voice like it's so important more than ever like you know finding blogs and like finding podcasts that are willing to talk about it like that's another way of like educating people do you know what I mean like being able to be like you know listen to this like listen to this this is what I'm feeling you know what I mean like trying to find a a level that where people can understand Mm -hmm. yeah okay so we got asked what we like to do on self-care days Hmm. Oh, I'm the queen of a self-care day. I'm all about a self-care day. Honestly, sit me down and talk about self-care day. I'll I'll talk for hours. I feel like, especially at uni, like I've learned so much. And during lockdown, I've learned so much about what you need to do on a self-care day. Like, I think they're literally like, they're kind of like stigmatized as like that they have to be a bad day. But I, I love them. Like, I love when I get to the point in my head where I'm like, you know what? I need a day just to like completely take myself away from everything sit down like what is gonna what is gonna help me like what is going to make me feel in any way like better mm-hmm. um and I think you just like you learn what works for you do you know what I mean like for me it's all about just like I, I literally I just make myself like untouchable <laughs> like no one can reach me on my self-care days I'll just turn my phone off like it's all about just like for me just watching like trashy telly you know what like I'm gonna sit and lie in bed and I'm gonna watch trashy telly and I'm not I'm not even going to apologize for it. I'm going to I'm going to do it and I'm going to have a hot bath and I'm just going to turn myself off yeah. from everybody mm-hmm. and like look after myself and sometimes that's all you need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think turning yourself off from it like that's definitely what I do. I think listening to what you need as well like I know straight away I can like wake up in the morning and I can know if if I'm not having a good day that day and then I saw from that point I'm a bit like right this is my mind and body telling me that I need to I need a break yeah I need a break I need to take some time out and then I think it's just about being kind to yourself and not feeling guilty like what you were saying about just turning turning yourself off and watching tv and but not feeling bad about it because a lot I think a lot of guilt comes with like oh I I can't get out of bed today or I don't want to do anything today and then a lot of guilt comes with that and then you're stuck feeling like oh I feel worse because I feel so guilty that all I've done yep. is sitting yeah today. but I think getting over that and then allowing yourself to be like no this is what I need and yeah and that's fine I think yeah that's good and then just what I would do is whatever I feel I need to do that day so yeah 100% I feel like it's it's important to like not have like a, a routine of what you're going to do like yeah. some days some days I need to be in bed some days I need to get out and do something do you know what I mean like sometimes all it takes is like going to the coast for like an hour just sitting like doing nothing but other days like I can't even get to that point do you know what I mean and yeah. some days like I can't even brush my teeth do you know what I mean like some days and it's all just about finding what works for you on that day like listening to what your mind's telling you and just saying you know what like 
maybe that worked for me last week or like last month but that's not going to work today and I'm just going to do like what's going to work today and get what's going to help me get through this day sort of thing I think as well depending on how you feel and I think also kind of just like connecting with yourself as well so like mindfulness and things like that like for like I completely agree like having a bath and like stuff like that because it really does help me and just relaxing but I think as well like I remember I don't do it as much now and I need to do it but like kind of just like diaries and like Mm -hmm. like feeling organized and like having a clean room makes me feel better so I think you are very much like that (laughs) so doing things like that yeah and like mindfulness and just yeah just anything that makes you feel kind of at ease because I'm very much a person that's like tidy room tidy mind kind of (laughs) yeah yeah so I have to like yeah normally I just like fully clean my room Mm -hmm. or like I don't know like organize I love making to-do lists I don't know why just making to-do yeah. lists like weekly plans makes me feel better but obviously it's just completely dependent like on the person that's the thing it's just that's the thing I feel like it's hard to sit and be like this is what you do on a self-care day you do this this and this and you'll be fine like it is just totally rel- like relative to the person and like the experience and all that sort of thing but like I think it is just the main takeaway is like sort of listening to your mind listening to what's going to work for you and just being like unapologetic about it you know what I mean like you know what maybe I do need like two days where you can't reach me and I'm going to just do what works for me and just like it's all about just being unapologetic about it and if you're having no guilt no remorse for it because ultimately it's what you need and that's the most important thing yeah definitely even a week I'd love to just take like a week (laughs) well I also think it's important to like bring in the self-care into just like daily life because I always struggle with when I'm like in a bad headspace or feeling like I need to do some more self-care then Mm -hmm. I really like take it seriously and I'm like oh I'm doing loads of yoga and journaling and meditation but then when I feel good again I sort of stop doing that yeah Yeah, 100% just be doing this all the time yeah hard to it's hard when you think like oh I feel really good today I don't need to do all this stuff but then when you feel bad you feel like you have to but it's sort of like we should just be doing it all the time like I, all I the time with that because when my mental health's bad ironically my self-care is really good because I'm trying to make yeah. myself feel better yeah yeah when I feel better then I just forget about all the self-care and I'm like I should just be doing this every day every day 100% no I'm exactly the same you do just I think that's just like the whole thing of life though like as soon as you feel good again I feel like it's it's again like this guilt you feel like you've got to catch up on like lost time like yeah I'm like if I've ever had to take time off work or like off uni I'm like as soon as I have a good day again I'm like right I've got to do everything that I've missed the last like five days whatever mm-hmm. and it is like it's actually all about you know what like two days ago I was literally I couldn't even get out of bed like mm-hmm. look at where I am now look at what helped me and like I need to incorporate this in my daily life but yeah. I, I don't do that like I, I'm exactly the same like I don't I don't do that and I think that is like it's all fed into by like the guilt that you feel by like mm-hmm. having to take these days where it just it shouldn't be that at all every day should be a self-care day <laughs> yeah I think I would totally agree like I do try and like my dad's always like you're always just like me and my brother always just like oh but I just need like a little treat today like I just need like a little something you know what I mean like I just need like a little treat I mean that's like every day is a self-care day too I'm like <laughs> as it should be yeah <laughs> that's like people always say they're like oh I want to treat myself and then people are like you treat yourself all the time it's like yeah I, yeah, I do and what <laughs> and what I survived today and I'm going to reward myself for it 100% 
Like, I think everybody should have a self-care, like a little bit of self-care every day, even if it's just a nice hot bath with a with a nice candle on. You know what I mean? I love that. I'm yeah. here for that every day. Literally every night at like 12 o'clock, I'm just finishing work and Anna will send me like a Snapchat in the bath, like with our candles out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ritual now. Yeah. I'm like, this is what works for me. This is this is what I'm going to do. But you know what? It's it is. It's all about like whatever works. Whatever yeah. works. Somebody asked how to balance mental health with work, with working. That's a good that's something that I'm still trying to do, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, I think with like working in hospitality, it's so can be so mentally draining. Mm-hmm. Like there was a week last week where I'd had a rubbish day, like it was just awful. And then someone said something and it just like oh, don't even. God so like I think yeah it can be very mentally draining and especially with like the hours I work in hospitality like sometimes you come back and you're so like your brain is so awake but you're so physically tired yeah yeah and it's been hard for me kind of trying to balance like a good sleeping and eating routine with work yeah that's the thing like it's all about like the necessities of of your life that you just like sort of forget about especially like um for you working in hospitality and like you don't finish work till like sometimes like one two o'clock do you know what I mean so like for you trying to like incorporate like a balance of sleeping making sure you're eating enough like yeah. you're keeping hydrated like all that sort of thing like it you just again like you neglect it don't you because you feel like you've got to be constantly on when you're working um again like it is relevant like to you to whatever you're doing like job wise like for us we both work in like hospitality which is just yeah that's a whole different conversation <laughs> yeah um, yeah I just I don't think I'd be able to do that no. <laughs> you can't like I think now because of COVID as well like workplaces have changed quite a lot and because so many people had to work from home yeah we've sort of developed this idea that it works and we don't have to do this whole nine to five in the office every day. It's burning. Yeah. Out. And I was lucky enough to have in my office that obviously I was working from home. And then if I didn't feel too good on a couple of days, like I, I could say like, can I work from home? And that would be fine because I did it throughout the whole lockdown and we know that it works, but yeah. working in hospitality, you can't work from home. So no, no. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Some cases it's good because it gives you structure like I remember when I was at work like it would just be awful like I'd be lying in bed yeah. till three o'clock so in a way it does kind of work in your favor yeah. but I think, yeah it's just kind of fi- finding ways to kind of just eat well like sleep um yeah it can be really difficult how was your job in PR and stuff like with kind of balancing it yeah it was it was good. I mean, I obviously had good and good and bad days. And then towards the yeah. end, it was just, I was working at home most of the time, which actually really worked for me. And I know a lot of people don't like it because of the structure and stuff, but it worked for me because if I was feeling like anxious or overwhelmed, I was sort of like at home in like a safe environment and that, yeah. that worked for me. So I like a, ideally I'd like like a hybrid approach. So, you know, half the time in the office and half the time at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think just also talking to like your work colleagues and and your boss and stuff and I think they understand more than you think they would because sometimes 100 like, percent you think your boss is like this big scary person and then you talk to them and then they're like oh I've actually felt the same way as you and I completely understand how you're feeling and yeah I also think a lot of people with mental health don't want to take like sick days because 
they think a lot of people still see it as like oh you're not really ill like why are you taking a day off work mm-hmm. when I think that should probably be something that changed like if you feel unwell whether it's in your mind or your physical- yeah in your body it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. That's the thing, it's such a fear because I was the same because when I'm hungover, like my anxiety gets so, so bad, really bad. And I remember like I was going to ring up and be like, oh my God, I can't come in. Like, because my anxiety is bad, but it was just like, they're going to think I'm just like hungover and just take <laughs> Yeah. It's, no, yeah. I think that's something that I definitely learned. Like um, before I started my hospitality job, like I worked for like a big supermarket and during that time like I was just so mentally unwell and I think it is all about like breaking that barrier of like being afraid to to phone in and like Mm -hmm. being afraid to have to explain to your bosses like how to make life more adjustable do you know what I mean like what works for you like that's what they're there for you're their employee like they they genuinely like I was so nervous the first time I ever had to phone like I used to always be really bad like I was I'd always be like I'd rather go in and struggle yeah. Then, then phone in sick like then have to phone phone it's, up and say that I can't come about calling him sick I'm like oh, can I just like text you yeah I <laughs> think that should 100% be a thing yeah. like I 100% think you should be able to text your boss because yeah. I was like I'd literally be sitting like with my phone like trembling like literally <laughs> trembling before hands like ringing up and I'd be like this is ridiculous like this is really this is this should not be a thing at all and actually like as soon as you do pick up that phone up like they actually all they want is to support you like I learned that massively working for that supermarket like they were actually incredible um and it is like it's all about having healthy relationships with like your employees and like um your bosses like you say like they aren't scary people that are like don't understand emotion at all like they've probably been through especially during lockdown like people just became so much more understanding I think Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that that's something that like continues like people have learned how to care more for their staff I think I definitely think that that's a new a new thing that will continue like I hope yeah no definitely I think companies have become more of like a community especially through lockdown mm-hmm. I know like kind of my like everyone I work with like it's a privilege like to say like the, like my best friends and stuff like we're all really close so that's kind of like a nice comfort to have for work um but no it is always scary trying to ring and sing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think the thing is as well like for people who like are worried about it like a lot of places you've got to remember like you've got for people that don't have that relationship with their employees because like I realized that we've all just like sat and been like oh my bosses were the best like I've been absolutely fine like for people who don't have that relationship like there's always like a union or something on your side you know what I mean like most companies have a union that will support you like getting in touch with like your union rep or like getting in touch with somebody like there's usually like a mental health representative or something like there'll always be somebody that you can talk to and these days like it is really lucky that like you have the law on your side like there's a mental health act where like you can't be discriminated against for being ill with mental health so I think that's a really that's what I had to take into it like when I was working at the supermarket like I was so nervous about it and I was like you know what I've actually got like the law on my side here like it's so important to realize like they can't nobody can do anything like it is now like thankfully in law like treated as a real illness so like it's so important to remember that if you do need that time off or like you do you do need to take time away whatever like you you're well and truly entitled to it um I think I also think no like at the end of the day like no job is worth like the deterioration of your mental health like if you need no 
leave you know what I mean like ultimately ultimately like in most jobs like in in big corporate jobs you're you're a number you know what I mean like you're a payroll number like head office aren't gonna mind do you know what I mean like no job is worth sacrificing like your mental health at all um I think that's yeah like 100% the most important thing like looking after your mind and yourself is way more important than worrying about having to ring your boss ultimately okay so we've got a question about coping with social anxiety um I feel like that's quite a good one especially after um lockdowns etc um I know we've sort of briefly touched on it but um Mm -hmm. I do think like everybody like literally everybody has been affected by this especially during lockdowns like I know like the first time that I went out like I remember me and you talking about it on a podcast Anna like Mm -hmm. when um lockdown was eased like we talked about like how on earth do you like interact with people anymore like I have no like I feel like everybody has some level of social anxiety now after the lockdowns definitely Definitely. I don't know I think going out the first time after lockdown was like really strange I think it was different Mm -hmm. here because we obviously had like we unlocked is that (laughs) yeah you you were unlocked for quite a long time yeah we were and then so we were locked down the same as everyone last year and then we came out of lockdown in around June and then we had like the whole summer the whole of Christmas and everything yeah we went back into lockdown again in January for like another month but um yeah like you said I think everyone has some sort of anxiety coming out whether it's to do with actually being so close to people again I think it's Mm. a strange thing like as I was saying I was going I haven't left the island and and it's been quite a like close little bubble here because we haven't had that many cases we haven't had that many deaths and like I'm going to the UK for like the first time and I'm like kind of nervous about that I'm like (laughs) oh it's gonna be so weird like I haven't yeah UK for ages and I think it's really normal to feel anxious about these kind of things because it's the whole situation is just like we could never have imagined this happening and it was no the whole thing is just like heavily anxiety inducing anyway yeah 100 percent. I think just not don't feel like you have to go out and do what everyone else is doing Mm because I think especially at the moment like seeing things open up and I think it's quite easy to like see loads of people like online and being like oh they look like they're having so much fun and I should be doing that but I don't want to I think just you just have to like take it slow and if if that's not what you want to do right now like that's fine like yeah clubs and bars and things like that they're always going to be there that's the thing just because they're open now doesn't mean oh I have to do this because you're not going to enjoy it if you're forcing yourself to do it exactly yeah then that just feeds into like the whole anxiety cycle do you know what I mean like it is I feel like 100% like there is a sort of pressure especially online um to be doing what everybody else is doing like I remember when the clubs opened um was it like a Sunday night in the UK like they opened on like a Sunday night and I remember there was literally people like queuing outside the clubs like at like eleven fifty nine. like it was like New Year's Eve like I saw people's like Instagram stories of like people counting down to the clubs being open and I feel like that does like for somebody that isn't like quite ready to do that it's like god am I am I the only one that isn't wanting to do this and then again like that feeds into that cycle of feeling like you have to do something and ultimately like if you're not like you say like if you're not ready for it you're never going to enjoy it as it is Mm -hmm. um so yeah it is all applies to social anxiety like in general like 
I think you should never feel like you should be forced to do anything that you don't want to do. I know I did that a lot. Like I gave into so much peer pressure, especially yeah. in high school. Like yeah, so yeah. When you're a teenager, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's something I've learned as well. Is just like let yourself say no to things. Yeah, there's like a like a balance between I don't want to do this, and then there's like FOMO, and you think that you're gonna you're missing out. Yeah. but like ever since I was like learned that it's okay to say no mm-hmm. it's so much better and then you can just do what what you want to do what you want yeah you don't have to do anything really yeah and I yeah. think if you respond like I think if you respond like that I feel like other people's response is a lot more carefree as well like yeah. as long as you make it clear that you're just like no like I don't want to like I feel like they don't really they can't really object to that you know what I mean yeah and if they do then they're not people that you need to be yeah, surrounded yeah. yourself with I think there's something so powerful in literally being able to say no to people and like Mm -hmm. learning that like your boundaries are more important than like anything else and like if somebody is going to be like oh when you say no like they aren't the people that you need to be surrounding yourself with anyway Mm -hmm. um like you learn that the people who are going to be supportive are the people that they wouldn't bat an eyelid if you if you just said like I can't do this yet or like I'm not ready like I know I was really hesitant to go like I have been out now but like I was really hesitant to go out to the clubs when they first opened and like I remember being really like even though like my group of friends have been my friends for like 10 years like I was really nervous to be like I'm not ready to do this and like as soon as I said it they were like are you like why on earth would anybody mind like where that's fine but Mm -hmm. it is like it's all about just like learning your own boundaries and like surrounding yourself with people who aren't gonna aren't gonna judge you or like um, punish you for for saying no. Yeah. I think I, I can never say the word catastrophe. I can't say the word. <laughs> I can't say it. Do you know what I mean? Well, the cat- like, oh, I don't know. Catastrophe. No. no. <laughs> We're intelligent girls. Who knows? I don't know. You know what we mean. Your head like saying not going out a lot of the time I'd be like oh my god like I'd second guess myself and be like oh my god what are they thinking like they must think I'm mm-hmm. so like Dave not coming out um yeah but a lot of the time it is just you know head about stuff and yeah yeah and I think like it's all about learning as well like I remember like initially like when I didn't really tell that many people about like what I was going through like I used to make up the most ridiculous excuses for going out when actually like I just didn't want to go like I'd always be like oh no like I can't come out because this is happening and actually like there's absolutely nothing wrong with just saying I'm not coming because I don't want to do you know what I mean like that there's nothing wrong with that at all and it's all about like learning that that's absolutely fine like you don't need to be like like creating these like bullshit excuses as to why you're not going out because nobody nobody will mind nobody will mind we've got a question about how to deal with people underestimating you wow like I still don't cope well with this now no neither I think it's all just about like to me it's all about like I've got this like weird little sort of thing where like if somebody underestimates me like I'm hell-bent on like proving people wrong like I'm so bad at being like if you think I can't do this I'm gonna just prove you I'm gonna prove you wrong somehow I don't know how but I don't know that's like actually a really hard question as well like self-value and stuff like that kind of links into that yeah no without having like to rely on validation from other people which is obviously like a very long process like yeah. it's right away for me it took like literally like years yeah but, it took my whole teenage years to learn how to do that and I'm still not there yeah but I think no it is just kind of just 
links to kind of like self-discovery kind of finding out what you can do and yeah just like proving people wrong and just not being afraid having having courage to do it as well I think finding yeah important and also learning that like actually even though I have this like weird mentality where I feel like I need to prove people wrong you don't have to prove anything to anybody you never have to prove anything to anyone you know like your your own person like your own strengths are like relative to your own experiences like what's amazing for one person would be nothing to somebody else and it's like all about learning that like people's successes are like relative to their lives do you know what I mean so like for people who like suffer from anxiety like like we've literally talked about some days getting out of bed is like the biggest thing that I can do where other people are going out and running 10k do you know what I mean like but it's all just relative to people's mindset and like mentality Mm -hmm. and learning like you actually have nothing to prove to anybody in life like you can you're your own person you don't have anything to prove to anyone yeah I was gonna say I guess Katie have you ever kind of like underestimating or kind of just like downplaying what you can do have you ever had experience especially I guess in a workplace like with PR very like competitive and things like that I think more so at uni than than Mm -hmm. actually yeah when I was I think it's more myself rather than other people I haven't really had people say like, you know, I don't think you can do this. And it's more <laughs> myself. <laughs> I thought that was you that made that. <laughs> I guess a lot of it can be internal as well. Yeah, I think when, especially when like looking for jobs, when I came out of uni, I was, there was such competition. And I just thought, well, why would they, you know, why are they going to choose me and not this person? And yeah. I think you really just have to, believe that you can do whatever like mm-hmm. it's only up to you do you know what I mean if, if other people are underestimating you like that's fine that's their that's a them problem yeah but not underestimate underestimate yourself I think well that's really hard to learn like I still haven't done that yeah um, <clears throat> I never that process I think it's just one that's like same with like self-love and stuff I just think it's like never yeah like, finish but like oh my god yeah like a hundred percent I feel a hundred percent about myself yeah um right is there any questions we've got a couple left is there any that anyone like definitely wants to talk about we've got left we've got um something about being grounded in yourself we've got something about whether um the meaning of people's tattoos or anything to do with (laughs) which one sorry the tattoo one yeah I suppose it's quite light-hearted compared to like the other ones that we've talked about (laughs) yeah well who wants to go first I guess we've all kind of got we're all tattoo gals <laughs> I think you key yeah. off to get three more yeah, I know that's <laughs> the like some of mine just don't have any meaning so I'm like oh mm, yeah me too like, the idea that all oh, your tattoos have to have meaning like sometimes I'm just like I just like it I think it looks cool yeah that's like me I feel like yeah. people especially people who don't have tattoos don't understand that like a lot of my friends who don't have tattoos as soon as I get them they're like what does that mean and I'm like yeah it literally <laughs> means nothing I just really liked it <laughs> yeah oh. I've got a couple with meaning I've got my first ever yeah, tattoo which is on my ribs that says brave which is quite self-explanatory I think because I always yeah. think I think I'm brave now but when I was younger I used to always think like oh, I'm not brave but oh. I really want to be brave and oh I definitely think you're brave <laughs> I definitely think you're brave <laughs> But yeah, so that was my first one. And then um, I've got another one here, which is just like a little heart, which is matching with my best friend. Um, oh, that's nice. And a little one on my 
put which is just like a fingers crossed thing which is like hope um but all my other ones don't really have much of a meaning yeah meaning apart from i guess me and Allah have got one matching strawberries which is kind of and they're so cute they're so cute i literally love them it's like a cult stamp yeah (laughs) um my friend because my friend's got tattoos and we were kind of having like a really deep chat and we're kind of talking about how like relationships with our bodies and things like that and i feel like in a way like i've subconsciously got tattoos as a kind of because I've kind of went through, I've never been like happy with my body and things like that. I think I've had a very like love and hate relationship with it. So I think subconsciously like tattoos are my way of kind of like, not like, I feel like it was the one thing that I felt like I couldn't control on my body. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly the same. It's so weird that you say that because I, my biggest, like in one of my biggest insecurities is my arms. Like I've always hated my arms. And then I've said that to people and then they're like, but all your tattoos are on your arms. I'm like, yeah, that's really weird. Now you say that, it's like, makes sense. tattoos on my arms is like, makes me, it like sort of forces me to like get my arms out. To like them, yeah, yeah. And now I like my arms because I'm like, oh, I love my tattoos. I like Yeah, my- it's like a subconscious thing, I think a lot of the time as well. Yeah, which is kind of weird that you say that. Yeah. Most of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> I think, I don't know whether... I've got one on the back of my arm that says forever um I like that one but again like it didn't really have that much meaning like I just just got it my most meaningful one I've got one on the side of my ribs which is like um it's my mom's wedding flower and it's like the symbol of remembrance because obviously I lost my mom when I was 15 so like that's my most memorable like sort of one that has something I don't know like something to it but again like that wasn't really it doesn't really like it's only symbolizes something to me do you know what I mean like again like I just knew that I wanted to get something that was like in memory but if you looked at it you wouldn't you wouldn't know do you know what I mean and um the rest of them like you knowing that it means something to you yeah I think that's really nice that's actually of my me my sister oh Oh, that is gorgeous nice you forgot that actually has meaning that's my brother and sister and me and it was like when we're kids a little picture of the three of us oh that's gorgeous i love online drawings that's so cute yeah me too yeah Yeah, they're so nice but yeah i think i feel like that is the thing like i feel i feel like a lot of people when they see that people have tattoos they're always like oh it must mean something like oh what does that mean to you and it's like actually like a lot of them i just really like them (laughs) like but yeah i think it is interesting that you've both said like um maybe subconsciously like it's fed into like insecurities and like yeah. without yeah. even like sometimes without even realizing yeah yeah, yeah. No, I agree well I, th- I think that one's a good one to leave off it's yeah 100 percent. literally it's been so nice having you of like finally um <laughs> we'll definitely <laughs> yeah we'll definitely have you back on if you yeah, you know definitely. if you ever want to come back on definitely <laughs> we'll find something um this I feel like there's so much more we could talk about yeah, I feel like just for like a nice sort of like starting point, it's nice to just have like a few little questions that like kind of create like a bit of a flow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and yeah. chatting to us. Nice, my first podcast, and yeah, definitely would like to come back if you want to have me again. Of course, of course, anytime. <laughs> it's been so nice speaking to you. And you enjoy your time. yes enjoy your tattoos you have to send us some pics we'll send you some pictures once they're done yeah (laughs) perfect